No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Proverbs dealing with caring for the poor, showing the importance of having prophetic vision, and advising not to fear man, but to trust God. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Proverbs chapter 29 on Simply the Bible. Proverbs 29 ends the Proverbs of Solomon, although chapter 31 may also be attributed to him. We will cover half of this chapter today. Now, Solomon deals with some important and very practical topics. Proverbs 29, he who is often rebuked and hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. God is slow to anger. He is gracious with all of us, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But there are limits to his patience. Prior to bringing the worldwide flood in Noah's day, God said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Now the children of Israel had a reputation for being stiff-necked. This was God's repeated complaint against them while they were in the wilderness. He gave them signs. He gave them his law. He disciplined them. But still they stiffened their necks and would not trust and obey him. We think of Korah, a relative of Moses, who thought that he and his fellow Levites were equal to Moses, and they no longer needed to heed his words. For this rebellion, they were suddenly cut off. The ground split open and swallowed the ringleaders of this rebellion along with their families and household goods. We have all been given life to respond to the evidence of God in creation. Creation itself testifies of the Creator. Our bodies are amazing feats of engineering that man and all his technology cannot replicate. Would we dare say that all this happened without the design and power of a superintelligent creator? Tragically, that is exactly what science teaches and is being taught in our public schools. People also reject the revelation of the Word of God and the historical facts of the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. These are all examples of people turning a deaf ear to God and stiffening their necks to willfully go their own way. But what will happen to them if they do not repent? They will suddenly be cut off without remedy. There will be no hope for them. Therefore, if you are listening today and you have not yet bowed the knee to King Jesus and worshipped him as the Son of God and as your Creator, then do not stiffen your neck and harden your heart to the truth. Change your heart. Confess your sins and believe in his atonement that he accomplished for you on the cross do it today before it is too late. This radio program going through the whole Bible in about seven years would all be worth it if you were the only one to turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, and to inherit your eternal inheritance in heaven. Verse 2. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, 
the people groan. This is the power of a ruler. Just look at the history of Judah and Israel and the record of their kings. When a godly king ruled, the people turned back to God and there was great rejoicing. But when a bad king led them into disregarding and disobeying the law of God, then everyone suffered. First the northern kingdom and then the southern kingdom lost their homes and went into captivity because of the transgressions of their rulers. And this resulted in great groaning. The same is true today. When we have righteous rulers in office who trust God and seek to keep his commandments, then everybody benefits for righteousness exalts the nation. But when the ungodly and unrighteous are in office, then godly people mourn. They know that when everyone does what is right in his own eyes, then lawlessness abounds and the love of many grows cold and the nation will reap what it sows. God, please raise up righteous rulers in our land. Whoever loves wisdom makes his father rejoice, but a companion of harlots wastes his wealth. Rather than using his inheritance for good things to bless his family, the poor, and the nation, he squanders his father's wealth on prostitutes. The king establishes the land by justice, but he who receives bribes overthrows it. It is required of those in authority that they judge impartially and not accept bribes to pervert justice. A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. Flattery is seductive and many men have fallen for it. It lifts them up in pride before it ensnares them and brings them down. By transgression, an evil man is snared, but the righteous sings and rejoices. The evil man thinks sin will bring him pleasure and happiness, but it ensnares him and brings regret. But the righteous man has a continual wellspring of joy and a carefree life because when he fears God, he has nothing else to fear. The righteous considers the cause of the poor but the wicked does not understand such knowledge. If we are close to God, then we will care for the needy because God cares for them. Scoffers set a city aflame, but wise men turn away wrath. Now we saw this last year with rioters in our city streets. They looted, they set buildings on fire, they tore down national monuments, they cried, defund the police. Such scoffers stir up the city to rebellion, but wise men will turn away wrath by bringing justice on the heads of the wicked. If a wise man contends with a foolish man, whether the fool rages or laughs, there is no peace. It is best not to get into an argument with a fool. The bloodthirsty hate the blameless, but the upright seek his well-being. This is the way of Cain. He hated his younger brother Abel because Abel's actions were righteous, whereas his were not. But after Cain murdered Abel, Abel's righteous blood cried out to God for vengeance. A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Be careful of those who have no filter on their mouth. Whatever they think or feel, they blurt out you will find this characteristic among fools. But the wise person carefully considers what he says. 
If a ruler pays attention to lies, all his servants will become wicked. By listening to lies, he encourages his people to lie. The poor man and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. God is the maker of both the poor and oppressive. Each will give an account of himself before God, where no thought, word, or deed will be hidden. The king who judges the poor with truth, his throne will be established forever. The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Now, this is not advocating child abuse. Rather, it is expressing the need for sound discipline in children. If you leave your children alone to pursue their own whims and foolishness of heart, then they will get into trouble and bring you shame. It is better to rebuke them when they're wrong, instruct them in righteousness, and even use physical discipline or spanking when they are young and won't respond to reason. The rod can also refer to any unpleasant consequence, such as removing a privilege, that will bring about a change of heart and behavior. When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases, but the righteous will see their fall. Correct your son, and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your soul. Correction not only helps the child, but also gives rest and joy to the parent. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. The King James Version of this verse is often quoted, where there is no vision, the people perish. But this is misleading, because the Hebrew word does not mean vision originating from the imagination or will of man, but prophetic vision or revelation that originates with God. And the Hebrew word translated perish is better translated cast off all restraint or run wild. We think of what happened at Mount Sinai after they agreed to keep the covenant of God and heard the Lord speak the Ten Commandments. But then after Moses had been on the mountain for many days, the people pled with Aaron to make them a golden calf to worship. When Moses came down, he saw the revelry that was going on, the people running wild because Aaron had not restrained them. They had paid no attention to the prophetic vision. That's exactly what is occurring in our culture today. The people have lost sight of the prophetic vision of the word of God. They are casting off all restraint and running wild. I am amazed and appalled at how fornication, adultery, lesbianism, and homosexuality are so embraced and glorified by Hollywood and by all the culture at large. On the other hand, happy are the people who keep the law. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord and who know and keep His revelation. A servant will not be corrected by mere words, for though he understands, he will not respond. He requires consequences in addition to the words. Do you see a man hasty in his words? There's more hope for a fool than for him. There are two activities that Solomon identifies that make a person worse than a fool. The first is conceit and the second is an unbridled tongue that speaks without thinking. He who pampers his servant from childhood will have him as a son in the end. This has also been translated if a man pampers his servant from youth, he will bring grief in the end. The problem is the Hebrew word is uncertain. 
It's the only verse in the Bible where it is used. So you can take your choice on which meaning you prefer. An angry man stirs up strife, and a furious man abounds in transgression. A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. Whoever is a partner with a thief hates his own life. He swears to tell the truth, but reveals nothing. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. I have often meditated on this proverb when I have been afraid to confront someone. I make sure my own heart is right with God, and then I go forth in His grace, power, and love, and He always delivers me from harm. And usually the situation works out for the best. So if you fear God, you don't need to fear anything or anyone else. Many seek the ruler's favor, but justice for man comes from the Lord. He's the one that brings ultimate justice. An unjust man is an abomination to the righteous, and he who is upright in the way is an abomination to the wicked. An abomination in Scripture is a detestable thing. We should detest what God detests and love what God loves. God's Word is just too important and too practical to ignore it. We are wise to do what it says. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll move from Solomon's wisdom to the wisdom of Agur. We don't know who this is, but he presents his wise sayings with humility, questions, and lists. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Proverbs on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.